Busy Birds. Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Ganal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Our guest today is the founder of Save Our World. She's the author of the Eco Heroes Environmental Children's Book Series. Crazy birds. Without any further ado, I would like to welcome Colette Barr. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. So, Colette, how did your sustainable journey actually start? Okay, so I'm a city girl, actually. So my sustainable journey didn't start till I was quite old. And although I watched lots of documentaries, and that was something that I did every week before school on, on a Monday, we would all sit around the TV and watch a David Attenborough show and watch documentaries every single week. Although I did that, I wasn't really an outdoorsy type. And so I was very much a city person. Although I loved geography and did that at university as well with my degree. But it wasn't until a few years ago that I realised that my corporate life was in contrast, really and conflicting with what I really wanted to do and what I really wanted to be. And that just became more apparent as time went on. So about a year ago, 18 months ago, I quit my corporate job because I felt that I needed to do something that was in keeping with who I was and in keeping with helping the environment and also there was a poor corporate culture there and decided that do you know what I'm not going to do this anymore I'm going to get up and do something to help and be more fulfilling in my role. You started the sustainable journey and now you're the author of two books with the third one being released very soon. Do you mind telling us about these awesome Eco Heroes. And I'm looking at the two books right now. <laughs> yeah, there's five books, five children's books based on five different environmental topics. And the five books are based on five characters and each kind of represents an equal power. So there's five eco heroes, all different nationalities based here in the UAE. And the first one is on recycling. And the second one is on food waste. Third one, which has been released in September, is on plastic pollution. Fourth one is clean energy. And the fifth one is water conservation. I might change the fourth and fifth and swap them around. But certainly out of the series, there's five different books. And they're both in Arabic and English. Okay. Wow. That sounds amazing. I'm just looking at some of these characters and they're really nice. (laughs) I love this like little Rudy and probably because he is from South Africa. And (laughs) I'm not sure I'm obsessed with football, but that's amazing. I really love how you tell the stories, because that is something that's really hard as well when you need to explain some of these big issues to children. You know, for me, it's easy to talk to adults and, you know, when we talk about certain things. And when a child asks you, you know, why are we picking up all this trash on the beach and what is it doing to our animals? And you're like, how do I say this without, you know, crushing their yeah. entire world as they know? So was that kind of what led you to actually writing these books or what made you 
decide on writing these books? So it's quite a good question because it was never in my mind that I would do these books. It wasn't really something that I'd set out to do early on, although I always thought maybe I would do a book at some stage. But it was becoming really clear to me that the UAE is a little bit behind some other cultures in terms of its awareness on environmental issues and the children around us. I mean, I do have kids and the children around us are are leading a different lifestyle than the kids in Europe, for example, or Australia or, you know, elsewhere where there's a lot of environmental focus. And so it's just this sort of throwaway culture and the expectations of, of just things just can be bought everywhere. And I just wanted to see if we could do something about that. And I think that having a fun way of learning is really important. I didn't enjoy learning at school. I mean, I did all right, but it was it was boring. It was dull. And especially if there are big, big topics and big issues that are important, then you want to make sure that the kids kind of are involved in that in a way that they feel that they've got a part of it, that they're empowered, that they are sort of decision makers in that. And if they feel like that, then that helps their learning as well massively. So it's all about like project-based learning, for example, that we get maybe in the classroom. It's the same sort of thing like on the beach. So you try to relate it back to a story or an adventure or something that else has happened and then it all makes sense to them. Yeah, that that really makes sense. And coming back to just like with the documentaries that you watched as a child, one of the things that like David Attenborough said is that, you know, we kind of need to connect with nature to actually find that. So looking at these books, when you talk about these kids going on the trips, I mean, the first one, they visited a recycling facility. And it was just funny in in the book where you actually say like the one of the children and sorry, spoiler alert, that, you know, looks like they are almost about to go and vomit because the smell is so terrible. And I think once you grasp those things, because even for us as adults, I don't think people realize what goes on in a recycling facility, you know? People think they throw stuff in a recycled bin and it's like, I don't know, it's like a magical troop of unicorns come and transform it into something amazing. And, you know, that's not the case. Like the smell at a recycling facility, like, oh my goodness, that (laughs) that is intense. Like I honestly have spoken to so many people about it and said, I want to bottle it. And like, if someone throws trash down, I want them to smell it. (laughs) It's just, it's insane. And that was one of the things that I just like picked up throughout the book. Now kids kind of get that and they understand more what is this recycling about and why it's important for us to do certain things as well. So yeah, what what has been your feedback so far on these books? So feedback has been really, really good. And teachers and parents and children have all said that, oh, that's really interesting. And they didn't get there's certain facts there that they didn't know before. And and actually the second book, which was the, the um, food waste book, that actually sparked an awful lot more discussion as well, because then there's what you're relating to there is the smell and the vomit and stuff like that. That also was brought in then to the second book where, you know, it's about sharing food and food waste and what do you do at the end with the composting and stuff like that. And so it's talking about real live kind of issues and you, you have a conversation with the children and the teachers or different educators about how you can actually do that in real life. And The response to that has been really, really good. People are like, oh, there's a bit of a gap here. We don't have that here already for children. 
So the response has been really good. Oh, that's amazing. Just like on that topic. So I don't have children. So when it comes to children's books and things, I'm not always the right person to kind of, you know, give my accurate feedback as a, as a child or someone that has kids. But something that I, I wanted to check with you as well, and I'm sure there might be loads of our crazy birds that's kind of wondering about it as well. When you talk to children about issues like that, what would you say, like, obviously in the book, you guys have just like made it funny and like, you know, kind of made it interesting. But how would you approach if a child comes to you and like ask about recycling? Like, what do you say? Like, how would you approach that? So I think it's just a, a case of, you know, being aware and open to children the way that they talk. I mean, I'm used to them because I've got children. So it's, e- it's easier for me to do that and just kind of relate it to something that they they know about. So for example, we always use the, the example of going to the cinema. Hands up here who likes to have Coke when they go to the cinema or a fizzy drink or who likes to have popcorn when they go to a movie. Yeah, everybody puts their hands up, you know. And then you talk about the juice bottle that you know the the coke cups and the straws and the plastic that that is you know you know that you get with that and the plastic bag that you get at the end of it and just talking about things that they do at the weekend who hands up here who likes ice cream you know do you, do you like to put the little spoon in and taste it at all before you choose which flavor you know wow. um, and they say you know the little spoon that you get well it's plastic and they use a different one every single time you use you try a different flavor so it's kind of relating to them in that way and then getting them to think about it from their own perspective and saying, okay, so here's a challenge to all of you at the end of the day. Can you do something this weekend when you're out and about with your family to refuse something that you wouldn't usually refuse? Or think about a way that you can do something differently. So bring your own old Coke bottles, or not bottles, but, um, you know, the the plastic cups that you could get from the cinema. Bring Mm. them back to the cinema. Get them to refill it. It's the same size. Don't get the lid you bring your own straw, things like that. And so the kids relate to that. Also with, you know, being outdoors in a picnic environment, for example, with the second book, hands up here who likes pizza, hands up here who likes, you know, all these different foods. And and you talk about that and then, you know, say, but we've got to, to live healthily as well. And it's not just about eating junk food. You've got to eat, you know, healthily, you know, your fruits, vegetables, all this kind of stuff. And I think that, all of these kind of messages can come across with really good pictures as well because the messages themselves are quite heavy. Mm. But if you make it all humorous, kids can really relate to that. And so Leona, an illustrator and I'm a business partner, she has brought the kind of stories to life with illustrations that are really fun and have grown as well from, you know, the very beginning. You know, So the first book on recycling, the story I feel was 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 good, but you know, definitely my stories have got better. And to, so the third book is so much better. And it's exactly the same with Leona's journey with illustrating. She'd never illustrated before and um, did a good job with the first one. Second one was really good. And then the third one's just, I love it. It's amazing. And so we're both kind of growing together in what we want to get across to the children. And fun illustrations and a bit of excitement is definitely how to relate to children and, and get their attention. Yeah, I definitely think that's a fun way. And I can't wait. I just got the second book from you. So I can't wait <laughs> to actually read that. But yeah, when we when we kind of look at these books, you know, obviously, other than the awesome content that you've put inside to teach children, 
there's a lot that has gone into the book to make it a bit more sustainable as well. And I was hoping for you to actually share that with our crazy birds as well, like the paper and the ink. Sure. So it'd have to be 100% recycled paper for, and that is actually a bit of an issue because very few books are actually um, published on recycled paper. So, and there's a reason for that. A, it's actually more expensive. And B, it's different for colour quality. You can feel, obviously, the difference between the quality in the paper, which is 100% recycled, and, let's say, FSC paper, which is just the sort of sustainable forestry um, certificate, certified paper, which most books use. So that was one thing that I had to have right. And I think we've, we've actually, we started off with that in the beginning, but we've kind of managed to grow that and We've used a different supplier now as well. We're working very well with them and we've got very much more into the, the colours and, and the, the saturation levels of different types of paper and all that kind of stuff, which really makes a difference to the overall quality of the book mm-hmm. um, because recycled paper actually saturates colour far more than um, non-recycled paper. So it's things like that that you actually have to think about and that's Leona's department, thankfully for me. But <laughs> vegetable inks as well was very much something that we wanted to use And so that's important to get that across. But also it's cheaper for people to actually self-publish their books abroad and import them here. But we wanted to do that the whole thing sustainably. So we set up a company here in the UAE. We've got our trade license here. We have uh, various uh, activities under that trade license that we're paying for. So we've got overheads to start with. So we we can do everything here with local suppliers and be a sustainable company. And also... Not just that, but we're sort of feeding into the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So we talk about that when we go to schools. And it's something that we are, you know, speaking to companies about as well and saying, well, you know, what are you doing with your company towards the Sustainable Development Goals? And in particular, in relation to here, the UAE. So, for example... The books tie into like the National Reading Agenda, the UAE Vision, the National Agenda for Education and the vision in general for the UAE to get to its United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So all of this has actually been thought about when we've been producing these books. And also, you know, there's, there's online content as well and trying to sort of digitise some of that as well. And we'll, we'll go more to digital as well um, in the future, but certainly trying to get a mix of online, web-based learning and also a physical reading book with proper art from a local person, a local resident, and the local author, local artist, and all local suppliers being used as well. So that's really important. Yeah, that's like a full closed loop with the book. That's amazing. I have so much respect for you guys. As I know, it's been in hence journey to actually got where you guys are. Yeah, I think it's important for people to know that we're not actually trying to be educators. I'm not an educator, but I do like to raise awareness of certain issues. I think that doing it in a fun way is really important. And while I don't have experience in education, I do have experience in change management. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do here is kind of change behaviours and change the way of thinking about things and doing it on you know, through books as a vehicle and through children as sort of ambassadors of that change, then that is something that's really important. And I think that getting the message across through books and fun and illustrations and tapping into all of the kind of local community stuff, art, 
expression, fun, writing, reading, literature, just spending time talking about all of these different issues. That is something that we are trying to do. And so far in the different schools that we've gone to or the different groups that we've been to, that's what people are liking about it. And that's what we're trying to to do. So if we can manage to do that, then that's job done. Awesome. Well, you guys have been doing a fantastic job. So I can't wait to see what's coming next for you guys. So yeah, where can our crazy birds actually find your books? So you would go to our website online, which is www.saveourworld.me. And we have um, an e-commerce license. So we are selling the books online. So the third book, when when can people expect that one? <laughs> so third book is coming out in September, third week in September, actually. This is on plastic pollution. And it's I think I was saying to you before, it's definitely the best one yet. We're excited about it, really excited because it tackles so many different things. It tackles obviously plastic in different ways. We talk about beach hunts and beach cleanups. We talk about ocean conservation. So my story was a bit more intense this time. And I feel like it was it's much better. And the characters have really grown into themselves as well. And then Leona's taken some of those parts of the story and and really put a different type of illustration to it as well. The illustrations are really sort of telling part of the story as well, which I am not writing. So there's too much to talk about when it comes to plastic. Yeah. So this, this book is jam-packed, but it's really fun. Oh, awesome. Well, I can't wait to actually see that one. <laughs> Sounds amazing. So Colette, what would you say has been one of the most important decisions that you have made around Mama Earth? So... That's a good question. And I think that actually it is being true to myself. So aligning what your head says and what your heart says and doing what you feel is the right thing to do. And by doing that, then you can give so much more of yourself to others and just for yourself as well, for your self-development. So that is the biggest thing because we're all connected and the universe is connected. And if you are not connected yourself, to yourself and your your whole body and mind are all sort of one, then you can't really give as much as you possibly can to the rest of the, the world, the planet, the universe, <laughs> you know? Very true. Very true indeed. So we are going to move into our final five. And the first one is, what is one social media account or publication that you follow? Apart from Design by Mariska, of course. <laughs> That's the correct answer, everyone. <laughs> um, so I absolutely love Nat Geo and I love our planet, BBC Planet. I know that's not one, that's several, but th- those are ones that I absolutely love. And there's so many other ones that are actually really, really inspiring and motivating. All the ocean conservation the Instagram accounts and everything. I just think they're fantastic and really important. And you don't, it's not all the good stuff. There's some of the bad stuff comes across as well. And I think that's really important to watch. I quite like plant-based news as well. I do like that one. Oh, awesome. <laughs> well, we'll be sure to have a look at them. And what is your hope for Mama Earth going forward? I hope that people realise that this isn't just something that, you know, it's a vegan thing it's a hippie thing it's an environmental thing it's an author thing or arty thing or whatever or kids thing this is something for everyone and that you know there's there's major climate change 
happening all around us. We've all got to do something about it now. And, you know, years ago, vegans were kind of weird and people that were into the environment and into yoga were kind of odd. And now it's, you know, far more acceptable to be like that. And that's fantastic because everybody needs to be <laughs> doing as much as they possibly can yeah. to, to make sure that we've got a planet to live on and that we've got a future. Yeah, and if we just look at the the children now, the climate change strikes, which they are having every single Friday because of the wonderful Greta, it's really nice to think that these young people are able to stand up when so many people were just willing to look the other way. I am like so in awe of Greta Thunberg. I just think that she's just fantastic. And to be honest, if I'd had the, the guts to do what she's doing back in the day, I would just feel like, that would have been fantastic. But it's sort of having that courage to do it. Yeah, just is fantastic. I think it's really, really good. And she's a great role model. And I'm glad she's doing it. Somebody has to. Well, hopefully your books can inspire more Greta's <laughs> out there. Absolutely. And what advice can you give our crazy birds this week to help out Mama Earth? So I think it's really important that people don't get overwhelmed. So yes, there's a climate emergency. Yes, we've all got to move and act now. But you don't need to suddenly become some crazy hippie and, you know, give up meat immediately and, you know, live in a yurt. I think that little changes can all add up. And as long as everyone tries, so it's the coffee cup at the coffee meeting, you know, try, just try to order the non-plastic one, the sit-in coffee cup. You know, it's little things like that. Or for the kids, maybe they don't need the magazine or the comic covered in plastic at the weekend. Maybe they don't need a straw with their drink. It's little things that all add up. And if everybody does that, then that can really make a huge difference. And what is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey? So I was thinking about this one. And actually, uh, no facts. No facts whatsoever. And the reason for that is because we don't want to come across as preachy. So the idea is that you just have a conversation about it and talk about it. Just talk about the issues, the climate change issues, and and also just lead by example. Actions speak louder than words. So what you do actually has more effect and impact than what you see. Definitely. And last one is where can people actually find you? So we are on saveourworld.me on Instagram and www.saveourworld.me on our website. And we're also on Facebook too, saveourworld.me and Twitter, saveourworld underscore me. Well, thank you so much for being here and telling us a little bit more about the new book. And I'm sure there's so many people that's learned a lot from you. So thank you, Colette. Thank you very much. You're most welcome. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at mamaearthtalk.com. Follow at Design by Mariska on Instagram or email hello at mamaearthtalk.com. And let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to talk about. I love hearing from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every Monday. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.